What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. The Jesse Blake Sports Report with Jesse Blake. Welcome to the Jesse Blake Sports Report. Whether this is your first time here, your last time here, or somewhere in between, I appreciate that you're here today so that we can discuss the President's Trophy. And we are coming off of All-Star Weekend. It is the Monday after All-Star Weekend. That's a good place to pause, take a look at the standings, and determine who's going to be the best. Who's going to be the best regular season team this year? And as I mentioned, it's the Monday after All-Star. Games are back tonight. You can watch the Leafs and Islanders tonight with Steve Dangle. He's doing a sidecast on the SDPN YouTube channel. Go to youtube.com slash SDPN. And also tomorrow in the afternoon, the Steve Dangle podcast will be back and you can hear all of our thoughts on All-Star Weekend. What a great time it was at meeting all of our fans. It was incredible. We got to uh, go to some of the, the actual games too. So we'll talk about all of that tomorrow. But as I said, All-Star break coming back. Let's see who's going to be the best team throughout the regular season, the 23-24 NHL season. And I think first things first that I want to get out there about the President's Trophy is that you don't want it. The darn President's Trophy, you don't want to win it. So if you look at the history of the President's Trophy, it was first established in 85-86. So that's 37 seasons of hockey being played. And in those 37 seasons, eight of the teams that have won the President's Trophy went on to win the Stanley Cup. So it's not it's not the greatest percentage. And 11 of those 37 made it to the Stanley Cup final. So it's not even a good determiner if you're going to be in the Stanley Cup final. 11 of 37 uh, made it to the final. The last team to win the Stanley Cup after winning the President's Trophy, the 12-13 Blackhawks. Since then, none have even made it to the Stanley Cup final. Eight consecutive teams have not made it out of the first round. That's like, it's not good. The President's Trophy and regular season success, as we've outlined here, is not a good determiner of who's going to be successful in the playoffs. Eight consecutive teams can't make it past the second round. I think that is evidence enough that if you're great in the regular season, that doesn't, because the rule books are changed, playoff hockey is different hockey, we all know that, it doesn't mean you're going to be good in the playoffs. With that, all that being said, which team right now is the one that looks like it's going to be the best regular season team? And there's some takeaways we can try and find from the last few President's Trophies winners to try and see, like, okay, which team this year looks more familiar to those teams. If you look at the last three full seasons, I, I emphasize that because there's COVID in there, um, which broke up two seasons. So we have... Tampa Bay, they had 128 points, Florida 122, and Boston 135 points. So in there, we're looking at if the minimum is 122 over the last three full seasons, I'd say 120 might get it done this year because of how close the top of the league is. And there's less truly awful teams this year, so there's not as much teams to beat up on and there's no team like Boston was last year at that 135 that's historically great and Tampa as well when they had that 128 was historically great so if we don't have the historically great team there's a little more competition I'm thinking 120 points 
to 125 gets it done for the President's Trophy this season. So if we look at the standings right now, at the very top of it, we have a tie. We have the Vancouver Canucks and the Boston Bruins. They both have 71 points through 49 games. The Vancouver Canucks, however, have more regulation wins. They have 30 regulation wins as opposed to the Bruins, who have 25 regulation wins. And those are my top two right now. I have a, I have a group of three who I think are in the running for the President's Trophy. The Vancouver Canucks and the Boston Bruins are in the group of three. The Boston Bruins have been a surprise to many because everybody thought they'd take a step back after their historic season last year and losing their top two centers and coming off a terrible first-round loss to the Panthers. They would be like, not this dominant again, but here they are doing it once again. The Vancouver Canucks have been a surprise to some who did not expect Rick Tockett to have this much of a big difference in the way they play and did not expect Pedersen and Hughes and Miller to take these giant leaps forward in their games. So we have two kind of surprising teams. And then if you go down the standings, you have... Colorado at 67 points, Florida at 66, Dallas at 66, the Jets at 65. And that's the top six there. I'm ruling out Colorado. I don't think they're deep enough to keep pushing through the regular season and get the President's Trophy. I don't think they want it. I don't think they need it. Their lineup is one line. Like, that's that's what they do. They have one line. It's Nathan McKinnon. He is going to will them to the playoffs and will them to a deep playoff run. But the President's Trophy... I'm going to rule out for the Colorado Avalanche. The Florida Panthers are very interesting because the Florida Panthers, they're streaky. When they get hot, they get very hot. And I'm worried that they might sneak into this conversation as we keep going deeper in the season. But I, right now, I don't forecast them leaping past Boston or Vancouver because I expect those two teams to play good hockey moving forward. And from there, let's talk about which one of those two teams can keep it up. Because I think you have in Boston, you have the old team that's veteran savvy. They know how to win. They've been here before. A lot of the roster from last year is back, minus their top two centers, as I mentioned, but they know how to do it. The goaltending is going to be there. The goaltending is going to get it done for them. The Vancouver Canucks, they're the young team. They're the guys who have not been here, but are ultra motivated to do something like this and capture the President's Trophy and prove everybody wrong. So you have the two camps. It's like, okay, do we take the, the new guys who have never done this before, but young legs, they can keep going for 82 games in the regular season? Or do you have the old legs who are vets who know that, hey, the President's Trophy isn't the most important thing, but if we can just keep proving that we can win, maybe we can get some revenge for last year. We win the President's Trophy, and then we go out and we also dominate the playoffs. And then we have the third team that I'm going to throw in this. The third team right now is the Edmonton Oilers. And you might say, Jesse, the Edmonton Oilers are 10th in the standing. They have 59 points. But if you look at their games played, they have 45 games played, as opposed to the Boston Bruins, who have 49, and the Vancouver Canucks, who have 49. So you need to look at the Edmonton Oilers, who are on a historic 16-game winning streak, and you say, what if they just keep it up? What if they push it to 20? What if they go from 49, 45 points in 59 games to 67 points in 49 games, which would put them, if they just played those four games, won all of them, and at the same 49-game mark as the Bruins, Canucks, Avalanche, Panthers, the Edmonton Oilers would be tied for third in the National Hockey League at points through 49 games with everybody else at 49 games. So right now, the way I look at Edmonton is I say, they could easily take three of the next four. They could take four of four because they're, they, all they've done is take 16 in a row. So you have to enter the hottest team in the league into this conversation. And it's not just the winning. 
it's the stats that back up their winning streak. So if you look at some of the big categories in team stats in the NHL right now, the Edmonton Oilers sit in the top five of the six main team stat categories. So if we look at goals for per game, goals against per game, power play, penalty kill, shots per game, shots against per, per game, and save percentage. The Edmonton Oilers are in the top five in five of those categories. The only category they are not in the top five of is save percentage. No other team in the National Hockey League is in the top five in five of those six categories. The closest we get is the Bruins, who are in the top five of four of those categories. They're in the top five of goals for per game, goals against per game, power play, and save percentage. In research for this video, I took those six categories, and I said, okay, I'm going to try and chart them out. I'm going to determine which team of these six categories is the best on aggregate. And obviously, it's going to be the Edmonds and Oilers. But how I did this is if you're within the top five in one of these categories, that's your number. So if you're Edmonton, will do, for instance, are the fourth best team in goals for, so they get a four in that category. They are the third best team in goals against per game, so they give them a three. If you're outside of the top five, no matter where you are from five, or from six to 32, your number is a six on the chart. So Edmonton is out of the top five in save percentage, so they get a six. And their aggregate total number, their average, or sorry, their total number is 27. I did that for some of the top teams in the league. The Oilers, Panthers, Jets, Canucks, Bruins, Avalanche, Stars, and Knights. The Panthers came out with a 30. So they're outside the top five in goals four, power play, PK, and save percentage. So in all those categories, they get a six. They are third in goals against, one in shots per game, and two in shots against per game. And what they came out to was a 30. They're second in the league in this weird little chart total score metric that I made up on the spot while doing research for this. And I'll just count off the teams based on this, those six categories and where they fall within the top five. This is the list I got. I got Oilers, Panthers, Jets, Canucks, Bruins, Avalanche, Stars, Knights, Golden Knights. So those are the top teams based on the rankings there. But I think the Bruins, when you look at them and the way they are in the top five in four of those six categories, you take a look in the Bruins, you say, okay, they're a little better than their number is giving them credit for. And from 30 to 34, it's really a tight race. You know, the Jets are 32, the Canucks are 33, the Bruins are 34. There's not much difference between those teams. But with the Canucks and the Bruins over the Jets and the Panthers, we give them the points advantage, obviously, especially with the Jets, who are a little further down in the standings than those other teams. And with the Canucks and the Bruins, just the hotter teams that can keep it up consistently. So where do we go from here? How do we determine which team we want to hitch our wagon to, hop on the back of the horse, get the, get the jockey up top, and, and ride that horse to the finish line of the President's Trophy? And I, as I outlined, we got three teams in my eyes. The Bruins, you pick. They did it last year. They can do it again. They have motivation to get revenge for last year's President's Trophy. The Vancouver Canucks, never been there. Extra motivation to prove everybody wrong. They're, they're so hot, and they've been hot consistently is the key here with the Canucks. They're going to keep it up because they got young legs. They have veteran savvy as well. And all they're going to do is keep adding pieces from now until the deadline to get better all throughout the year. Like They've already added Lindholm. They're only getting better from here, and they're already the best team in the league. And then lastly, the Edmonton Oilers, who are the hottest team in the league and the best team by all the standard stat metrics.
which camp are you jumping onto? For me, there's a giant lean towards the Canucks. I think it makes more most sense when I map out the narratives in my brain. I think the Boston, obviously, it's there. They can do it. We know it. But will they want to do it? Is it important? Obviously, winning every game is important. But there's is there extra motivation in Vancouver with this mindset of we're going for it this year and we're pushing, we're adding we got to prove our GM and president right for adding pieces to this team. And we have this consistent winning that's been going on all season, as the Boston Bruins have too. But there's extra motivation there in Vancouver in that they want this accomplishment. Boston might look at it as, we don't need this accomplishment. We did it before. We know the playoffs are what matter. So they might not push as hard as the Canucks would for the President's Trophy. And then if I go from there and I say, okay, so I'll rank the Canucks ahead of the Bruins on my list. So I'll put them at one, Bruins at two, and then where do I slot in the Edmonton Oilers, the league's hottest team? And I do I say the hole they are in right now is too insurmountable. What I'm asking them to do right now, I'm asking them to push this winning streak from 16 to 20, which they could do, but even that doesn't equal them with the top teams in the league at 49 games played. And then from there, even though they have been playing at a better place than everybody in the league, they have to continue to do that to continue to leapfrog the teams in front of them. Because remember, they are in 10th place, even though the path to a top three position right now in the standings is reasonable. It is there, but they are well back and they do have to have the nine teams in front of them play at a pace where they're going to drop back and Edmonton can take advantage of that. So if I say that that is a little too insurmountable, even though it's possible, even though it is in the realm of possibility, and even though statistically speaking, they are the best, they may not be able to overcome that just simply because the other teams are trying to win games too. So with all that being said, I probably say the Edmonton Oilers on paper are the best team in the league right now. The Boston Bruins, I think, are the best team going into the playoffs by how balanced they are and their experience. And the Vancouver Canucks are the best regular season team overall based on I think they're going to have the most push to get it done this season. And I don't see a drop-off coming soon. I see their consistent play continuing from now throughout the end of the regular season as they continue to plug all the holes they have been plugging, like with the Lindholm deal getting Zadorov earlier, now through the, end, uh, through the trade deadline and then through the end of the regular season. That's how I'm looking at it. I don't think I made a determination with Boston or Edmonton who I'm going to rank above them, but that doesn't matter. They're... 2A and 2B because I have the Vancouver Canucks right now as my bet to win the President's Trophy. Who do you got? Who do you got? What do you what do you think? What do you think about my logic there in determining how this is gonna fare? Let me know in the comments below. Let me know on, on Twitter or X or Instagram or wherever you want to interact with the show. Uh, I appreciate you for being here. You could have been anywhere in the world. We should be watching this right now, and I appreciate you for that. I will see you later with some more content. I'll be back very soon. Good night from Toronto. And that is how it's done. The Jesse Blake Sports Report with Jesse Blake. Jesse Blake, the guy that likes to hear his name twice in one sentence. Sure, I know him. No, he doesn't have an ego at all. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. 
Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.